Hey, thanks for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and to help you live in the freedom and purpose that Jesus has for your life. Well, hey everyone, great to have you with us today. Hello to those online, thanks for joining us. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to start off with a bit of a story. So when I was uh, 17... I moved out of home and I moved to a place called the Tops or the Tops Conference Center. And I moved there because I was going to work at the campsite. I was going to work running some of the activities. I was studying uh, my theology degree and I was trying to kind of learn and grow as I went. And uh, as you can imagine, I moved from a part of Sydney called the Hills or, or Castle Hill around that area to about an hour away to this campsite in the tops, and uh, anyone who's been there knows that it's in the middle of bushland in the National Park. Um, there's kind of a little bit of a small town called Helensburg near there, but really there's nothing to do after three o'clock in the afternoon. And so um, it, it's quite an isolating part of the world, really. And uh, so I moved from my church, I moved from my family, my friends, all the way to another part of Sydney. And uh, so I would often be excited for letters or calls or visits from someone that kind of let, let me know that I was still a part of the world. And uh, some days there was mail, some days there wasn't. And at this point in my life, any mail was exciting for me because it was my mail. It had my name on it. It wasn't my parents' mail, it was my mail. Uh, maybe it's no longer true. I'm maybe not as excited when I uh, pick up the mail and it's a letter from my local council member or something like that. Uh, but when you're, when you're young and you're far from home, anything that says there is someone living here is important. And uh, some friends would write some letters, they, they'd send a gift, stuff like that. And of course, a letter or a gift from someone was particularly important because it let me know that I wasn't alone and I wasn't forgotten. And I wonder if you feel the same way when you receive something unexpected in the mail from someone. Maybe something uh, tragic has happened. Maybe, maybe someone you love has passed away and that you've, you've been sent flowers or a card to let you know that someone's thinking of you. Uh, maybe it's your birthday and someone orders you something online and it rocks up at your door one day and you go, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that, but thank you. Well, see, the same is true with mission. Because missions often built on partnerships between people and between churches that provide encouragement for others. And so I just wanted to share some of my experience with mission over the last kind of so, however many years it is. But my first experience with mission was my church in Epping uh, had a partnership with a place called Umbai. Uh, in Vanuatu. And we had this partnership because there was a lovely, awesome missional person in our church called Lois who had grown up on this island as a missionary. And when I met her, she was probably in her 60s. So um, she had spent all these decades in relationship with the people on this island. And so she took a number of teams over and I got to go on one of the teams and we got to teach classes, we got to help build uh, buildings, and also just have a whole bunch of fun with the kids as well. And then another experience was when I was working at the Tops, uh, we had a partnership with other campsites around the world through an organization called Christian Camping International. 
And uh, as part of that partnership, we actually got to go over to India and Bangladesh and run uh, conferences for camp workers. We got to help build activities. And this is one of the conferences in uh, Bangladesh that I got to go to. And uh, once again, that was a partnership between our campsite and other campsites in other parts of the world. Uh, and then in more recent years, I've been involved in scripture in schools, uh, both as a teacher, but also on a, a board. And I'm currently on the Liverpool board uh, for scripture. And uh, that's, once again, partnerships between local churches that are trying to support the work of Scripture in schools. Um, I also went to India a few years ago. Uh, Jackie, our missions pastor, led a team that went over to India a few years ago. And uh, that's because she'd uh, lived there for many years and had partnerships between these ministries and these uh, mission organizations in India. And uh, we, we got to be a part of helping what God was doing in that part of the world as well. Now, here's the thing about all those experiences. They all involved different people, different places, and different tasks. But they had one thing in common, which is they all had the same mission. And what was that mission? Well, put simply, it was to tell people about Jesus. And I wonder for you what your experience of mission has been or what comes to mind when you think of mission. Well, here's a definition of mission. It says this, an important assignment given to a person or group of people. And as I said, mission is built on strong partnerships between people. Uh, just, just like a letter provides a sense of you're not alone in the world, so does a partnership on mission. And you know, that's been true for thousands of years, that letters have always provided tremendous encouragement. And so today we're going to look at a letter of encouragement, and it's a letter that Paul wrote while he was in prison to a church in Philippi. And we're going to look at that letter to learn some of the lessons about how we can be partners with our missionaries. Um, and most of us, when we think about the Philippians, we think of a book of the Bible. But long before it was a book of the Bible, it was a personal letter. And it was a personal letter from a missionary in the field back to his friends and his supporting church in Philippi. And so here's the three things I want us to look at today. The first one is this. Firstly, that we're all on the same mission. The second thing is that strong mission involves strong partnership. And the last thing is that prayer drives all mission. And so um, the first part I want to look at is that we're all on the same mission. And so earlier I said that all of the, the partners and the experiences that I've had all have the same mission. And that same mission is this. It says in Matthew 28, this is what Jesus shares with his followers, the Great Commission. This is what Jesus defines as the mission for all of his followers. He says this, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age." And so if we're to make disciples of all nations, well, firstly, that's everyone. And secondly, to baptize and teach them who Jesus is and what he wants to do in their lives. That's the, that's the same mission that we share. And so at LifeGate Church, if you're new and, and you don't know this, our vision is this, to see people live in the freedom and the purpose that Jesus has for our lives. In other words, that's what our focus is 
But when we look at the mission, it's the same mission, to tell people about Jesus so their lives can be transformed by the power of the gospel and that they can live the life that Jesus is inviting them to live. Um, And that's the thing. Every church, every mission partner, every organization has a different focus, but it always comes back to the same mission. So here's an example. Transform Cambodia, one of our mission partners, this is what it says. It says, we seek out and rescue the most vulnerable of children uh, in Phnom Penh. We rescue and protect them from all injustices of of poverty. We educate them, clothe, feed and champion them and we restore their dignity and hand them the keys to a life of unlimited potential. Right? That's, that's That's their strategy. That's their vision, so to speak. But their mission is tell people about Jesus, when they encounter Jesus, Jesus will transform the rest of their life. The same for LifeGate Care, right? This is kind of the vision or the strategy. LifeGate Care is about helping people find freedom and purpose through the direct relief of poverty, suffering, distress, misfortune, disability or homelessness in our community. That's, that's the what, so to speak. But the why, the mission, is to tell people about Jesus. The same thing for scripture in schools and uh, on, on the scripture board in Liverpool we've been working through a bit of a vision statement and stuff like that and essentially this is what we've come up with, to see our students engaging with Jesus through the Bible by funding and resourcing and building strong partnerships with local churches and local schools. Right? That's the, that's the, the what. The why is to tell people about Jesus. And uh, some of you would know I lead our online campus as well and there's a a bunch of different things that we do to try and partner with people and to reach out on mission as well. And uh, I've just finished my study. Uh, I submitted a research proposal yesterday um, all about kind of online, thank you, all all about online ministry and basically how God can use it. And so I'll be writing more research on that. But basically this is how I approach what I do and why I do it, right? You would have heard a few weeks ago, maybe Jackie shared uh, this verse, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When I think about online, there's uh, new technologies that are constantly coming in, and you might have heard of VR or AR or XR or any of those technologies. Um, But also... Uh, There's blockchain technology, there's the metaverse, all these things that companies are investing in. And so I'm going, well, what does it look like to share Jesus there? And so this is how I've tweaked this verse. Please, no, no no one condemn me for changing the Bible, but this is what I came up with. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the metaverse. Right? And so what, what we do online, we do a number of things. We help people connect through Sundays, through our Facebook group, through weekly prayer. We help them grow through foundations and other courses and resources that we're working on. And we give them a way that they can make a difference through serving and uh, giving as well. And um, uh, over the next bunch of years, as I said, companies are investing in all this technology, and one of those technologies is something called the metaverse, which here's some statistics for you for 2024, right? The predictions are that, that the metaverse is predicted to reach $800 billion by 2024, and it's predicted to be 1.7 billion AR, VR users, those are like headsets and technology like that, in 2024. And so if there's going to be 1.7 billion users... 
guess what? They need to hear about Jesus too. And so I'm going, well, what, what does LifeGate look like in the metaverse? Well, maybe it looks like that, right? <laughs> well, welcome to our LifeGate campus in the metaverse where people can connect and get prayer and all of that. Because the reality is, right, that churches and mission organizations need to share the gospel everywhere, both online and offline. But see, the thing is, we have different focuses, different approaches, but we're on the same mission. We have the same why. We do it so that people may encounter Jesus. And so that's the first thing, that we're all on the same mission. The second thing is that strong mission involves strong partnership. And as I said, uh, when I was at Epping, uh, at my church, we had this partnership for many, many years through this incredible woman named Lois in this place called Umbai with a technical school called Londua Technical College. When I was at the tops, we had partnerships with campsites all over the world through an organization called uh, Christian Camping International. And when when I went to India... We went there because Jackie had partnerships with all of these mission organizations that were on the ground there. And so we can see that strong mission involves strong partnerships. And this is what Paul writes to his friends at the church in Philippi in Philippians 1, 3 to 8. He says this, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. For whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And so there's a few things that Paul highlights here, right? But the first thing is that as you hear those words, this is not merely a a piece of information. This is not a press release of what Paul's doing uh, on mission. This is a loving, passionate letter, a a close letter, a personal letter, right? You can tell the, the level of relationship that Paul has with the church in Philippi. And so this is the bit that I want to highlight in verse 5. It says, Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And so there's a few things here. The first thing is that there's a partnership. What is that partnership in? It's in the gospel. Or in other words, telling people about Jesus. What else? Well, it says that Jesus will continue and complete the good work that he started. Why? Because the mission is all about Jesus. Jesus started the mission. Jesus will complete the mission. And so that's it. All we have to do is share Jesus, and Jesus does the rest. And the last thing is that partnership transforms the way that we see things. Right? If Paul didn't have a partnership with these churches, I imagine he would have been sitting in his cell, feeling a bit deflated, feeling a bit flat. But because of the relationship that he had with these churches, he knew that he could write to them and encourage them and be encouraged back. He was praying for them and knew that they would be praying for him as well. And it transformed the way that he saw things. 
And so, as I said, strong mission involves strong partnership, and partnership is needed when we can't do things on our own. And so, a few examples of this, Transform Cambodia, right? They partner with many churches, churches within Cambodia and throughout the world, many businesses and organizations. Why? Because it's a big mission. They're trying to transform a whole nation, right? And they can't do that on their own. They need partnerships and strong partnerships. The same with LifeGate Care, right? It's partnerships between LifeGate and other businesses who provide assistance. And also, it's a partnership between wonderful volunteers who serve and love those in our community. Also in Scripture, right? It's about having strong partnerships with churches and strong partnerships with the schools as well. That's what enables them to do the work that they need to do. And so a strong mission involves strong partnership. What are some of the practical ways that we can be partnering with our mission partners in the same way that Paul had a partnership with the church in Philippi? Well, here's, here's some examples. The first thing we can do is we can encourage and we can communicate with them. And ways we can do that is uh, Transform Cambodia. If you sponsor a kid, one of the ways you can do that is you can write a letter to your sponsor kid and they'll write back to you as well. With our volunteers, whether it's LifeGate Care or Scripture Teachers, we can verbally encourage them. We can share a message with them and encourage them in the work that they're doing. The second thing we can do is that also they communicate with us. And we've seen over the month of May all these incredible videos sharing what they are doing and why. And we're going to see more videos as well. But also, as I said, our sponsor kids also write letters with us. Um, we can also give to, to support their work financially. Uh, one of the ways we can do this is by giving through May Mission Month and considering how we can give to support that work. But another way is that we can also sponsor a kid in Cambodia ourselves and we can sponsor their families and see them grow up and be educated and discover who Jesus is as well. And then the last thing which ties into our third point is that we can pray for them as well. And so that's the second thing, that strong mission involves strong partnerships. The last thing is this, that prayer drives all mission. And generally, missionaries will list specific ways that you can be praying for them in their, in their letters, in their newsletters, whatever it is. Um, but like any relationship is both ways, prayer is also both ways. And in Philippians 1, we see that Paul begins with a prayer for the Philippians. This is what he says. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and it would be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now, friends, I don't know about you, but I would be more than happy to have anyone pray this prayer for me. And so anyone in the room that wants to pray that for me, please go ahead, feel free. Um, but it's a wonderful prayer by Paul for the church that supports him. Remember, this is a missionary praying for the church that's supporting him. And so not only does Paul pray for them, he expects even more 
or he counts on or, def- or depends on the fact that the church is praying for him. Because remember, Paul's in prison when he's writing this letter. And this is what he says later on in verse 19. He says this, For I know that through your prayers and the help given by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. So Paul's in prison and he's saying, Hey, I know your prayers together with the work of the Holy Spirit are going to bring about my deliverance. He's assuming the prayers of the church. And I want to tell you, church, today that our mission partners are constantly praying for us. Here's, here's some examples. At our scripture board meetings, we pray for each of the churches. And LifeGate is one of the churches that is prayed for by this board and also by our scripture teachers. Another example is Transform Cambodia. Our centre and our staffs and the, and, the, and the organisation and the kids all pray for LifeGate Church. And every time we see a video, they'll say, we love you, church, we're praying for you. LifeGate Care, we have volunteers who pray for us as a church. And so the question is, how strong are our prayers for them? Well, here's some of the ways that we can pray for them. The first one is Scripture in schools. Most Scripture boards send out a quarterly prayer newsletter that you can sign up for so that you can be, know what to pray for. And if you'd like to do that, I encourage you to come and chat to me, get, get in touch with me. I'll, I'll send you all the links and you can get those updates as well. Another one, for Transform Cambodia, we can pray for the centre and the staff and the kids because they have a lot of challenges, but they don't let that stop them in fulfilling their mission. And so we can pray for them as well. Same with LifeGate Care. We can pray for our volunteers and the needs of our community. And also, as I said, online is one of the the missions that we do as well. And so I encourage you, pray for our online team. They're they're working right now, they're serving right now, they're praying right now. And also pray for me as I lead them and pray for those that we reach and care for as well. You see, friends, all of us, no matter what work we do, no matter how much time we have, no matter how busy we are, we can pray for our mission partners. Because each of these people is praying for us, and like Paul, they are counting on our prayers. And so one of the ways you can pray, I encourage you, is to join the weekly prayer uh, gathering on Zoom. That happens every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Why why don't you go along and pray for our mission partners? And if you want those details, it's on the prayer page on our website as well. And so with all that being said, I want to recap these three points that we've looked at. The first one being this, that firstly, we are all on the same mission, the same why, which is to tell people about Jesus. We have different ways of doing that, but it's the same mission. The second one is that strong mission involves strong partnership. And partnership is where we do things together that we can't do on our own. And so transform needs partnerships, LifeGate Care needs partnerships, Scripture in School needs partnerships, and Strong Mission involves strong partnerships. And the third one being the prayer drives all mission, and the fact that our missionaries and our mission partners are praying for us, and they depend on our prayer for them 
to be able to do what they need to do as well. And so that's what we've looked at today. And uh, the, the first step of being on the same mission with Jesus is choosing to follow Jesus. Because if we haven't followed Jesus, we, we can't understand his mission because we don't understand who he is. And so if you've never chosen to follow Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity this morning. And it's, it's nothing scary. I'm just going to pray a very simple prayer out loud and you can repeat it after me as well. And the prayer goes like this. Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me and rose from the dead. God, I'm sorry for choosing to live my own way. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Amen. Well, friends, if you prayed that prayer, I encourage you to let someone know. Come down the front for prayer at the end of our service. Those online, let someone know in the chat. Click the request prayer button as well. But for all of us, before we wrap up today, I wonder for you, take a second to think about each of our mission partners, to think about Transform Cambodia, to think about LifeGate Care and also Scripture in Schools. Which one does God bring to mind for you? Or do you feel one strongly resonating in your heart? You may have watched the videos, you may have been listening as I've been sharing this morning, and maybe God's been bringing something to the surface of one of those mission partners. And so what I want all of us to do right now is just to take 30 seconds to do two things. I I want you to consider how you can be praying and partnering with that mission partner. And to take 30 seconds to do this. Firstly, to commit to prayer and to be specific. Pick, Pick a time, a day, how many times, for how long. Be specific. Write it down so that you don't forget. Commit to praying for that mission partner. And secondly, to choose what to give. And this is something between you and God to to sit here and reflect on what you may want to give to support the work that those mission partners are doing as well. So take 30 seconds to consider those two things and then we're going to close our service. friends, I encourage you to keep considering that as you go today, as you go about your week, to consider how God might use you to partner with those around us. Friends, remember we're all on the same mission and imagine the difference our partnership could make. Imagine how encouraged our mission partners would feel 
if we were praying for them. Imagine the work of sharing Jesus that is going to continue to happen over the next decades and decades of years. Imagine the nation of Australia and Cambodia that are going to be transformed as a result of the work that's happening. But lastly, I want you to imagine what God might do in your life through your partnership. How God may use that partnership like Paul and his partnership with the church in Philippi to transform the way that you see things as well. Well, friends, I'm going to pray and then we're going to close our service. So, Father, we thank you that you have an incredible mission in this world, that you want to reach out to people, you want to meet people where they're at, you want to meet them without expectation or um, needing them to jump through a number of hoops to encounter you. And so we just pray, we pray for each of our mission partners, for Transform Cambodia, for LifeGate Care and for Scripture in schools. We pray that you empower and strengthen and encourage everyone that is doing the work on the ground. And we pray that as we partner with them, that we may be shaped in the process as well. And we thank you for this, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Well, church, thanks for being with us today. Uh, I encourage you, if you'd like prayer, I'm going to invite the prayer team forward, and you can come forward for prayer. For those online, uh, you can press the request prayer button. One of our team would love to pray with you. But we're going to say goodbye to you now, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations, and we'd love to help you get connected. My name's Andrew, and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church, and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to help you find community, get support and prayer, and take your next step. So why don't you connect with us and take your next step at lifegate.org.au and click the Next Step button.